0: Sports Podcast today. We're going to talk about all the NFL news from Week 5. Going to go ahead and start off real quick with the first game of the week, the Los Angeles Rams playing the Seattle Seahawks. Rams 26, Seattle 17. This is a game where Russell Wilson goes down with an ouchy finger, and he is out for a while. I'm not real sure what the timetable is. Four to six weeks, I believe, is what I first heard. Uh, Pete Carroll did say that Russell Wilson is a quick healer. I don't know what the hell that means, but he is a quick healer, apparently. Russell Wilson, goes 11 for 16, 152 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Before he gets out, she hurts his fingy and goes out for about a month, month and a half. Geno Smith comes in. Did anybody know Geno Smith was still in the league? Because I didn't. I had no idea Geno Smith was still in the league. Goes 10 for 17, 131 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Seattle just comes up a bit too short. The Los Angeles Rams, dude, Matt Stafford is having a great year out there, having a fantastic year out with the Rams. Rams are 4-1 now. Stafford goes for 365, a touchdown, one interception. Daryl Henderson, 82 yards and 17 carries, one touchdown. Robert Woods, 12 receptions, 150 yards. No TDs, though, doesn't get into the end zone. Stafford is just having a monster year this year for the Rams. I mean, 365 yards, 280 last week, 343 against the Bucks, 278 against the Colts, 321 against Chicago. Uh, he's having a great year. He's having a, a, a resurgence year out there. Uh, Rams take this. They're 4-1 right now. They're in second place. In second place in that NFC West. I don't see them losing that. I don't see them losing that position in the NFC West. Next game that... We're gonna talk about is a game that maybe six people watched, the Jets versus the Falcons. This was this started at like 9 a.m. Guys, I'm still drinking coffee at 9 a.m. I don't want to have to get up and start pre gaming for NFL games before 9 a.m. Even though I'm not a Falcons or a Jets fan, I don't want this to happen. Zach Wilson for the Jets. Jets lose this 20 to 27. This game was over in England. <laughs> saw a meme that said. NFL's not really sure why the NFL isn't catching on in other countries, and then the NFL games that we're sending over to England are the Jets versus the Falcons and the Jags versus the Dolphins. No wonder nobody overseas thinks these games are any good. Why is that the best product we can send over there? I understand most good teams don't want to forfeit a home game, a home ticket for the season ticket holders to go over and play over in London. But Come on, guys. Come on, NFL. We can't do better than the Jets, the Falcons, the Jags, and the Dolphins. That's it's embarrassing. Really embarrassing. Zach Wilson, 19 for 32, 192 yards, one interception. Matt Ryan, 33 for 45, 342 yards, two touchdowns. The Falcons really had control of this game pretty much the entire entire game. I know it ended up being a one-score game. Most NFL games do. Falcons were leading 20-3, to three, going into half, and uh, the Jets really never showed any pulse. I mean, this is just, come on. We can't we can't do better we can't do better than this and I love how Kyle Pitts decides this game when I'm playing him against him in fantasy Kyle Pitts decides to just freaking go off just go off I mean he hasn't had a pulse all season this week nine receptions 119 yards and one touchdown seriously you couldn't have done this against another team I lose again. In fantasy, I'm 1-4. I lose again on Monday night. This is the third week in a row I've lost on Monday night fantasy. It's it's so it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. <sighs> Atlanta Atlanta wins this 27-20. to The Falcons need to figure out what they're doing this year. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're not winning that division. They're not going to make a, a wild card. And they're not going to have a bad enough record to get a top five pick. This is like the middle ground that you do not want to be in in the NFL. Especially the NBA, but definitely the NFL. Next game we're going to talk about, America's Game of the Week, 430 kick. Why Why is this America's Game of the Week? Why, out of all the 4 o'clock kicks, why was the Giants versus the Cowboys America's Game of the Week? Why was this being broadcast all over? I'm a Cowboys fan. There's no reason this game should have been broadcast all over. There's no reason. The 4 o'clock game should not have been the Cowboys and Giants. I could have told you this wasn't going to be a good game. I could have told you the Cowboys were going to run away with this before the game started. The the Giants suck. The Giants suck. And two of their best players, Daniel Jones, get knocked out. Saquon Barkley is a little little ouchy with his twisty anky. And then the Giants' best wide receiver decides to punch somebody at the end of the game, Kadavius Toney decides to punch somebody at the end of the game, that guy's going to get suspended for at least a game, I would think. Why was this the game that was broadcast all over America and not the Browns versus the Chargers? Chargers were 3-1 and one going to that game. The Browns were 3-1 and one going to that game. That was a great game. That was a great game. And you had to pay $6,000 a month for NFL Red Zone to be able to watch that game. Anyway, the Giants go to Dallas, they lose 20-44, to the Giants suck, I think we all know that, Mike Glenn comes in, once again, did anybody know Mike Glennon was still in the NFL? That dude looks like a goose. Mike Glennon has one of the longest necks of any NFL player I've ever seen in my entire life, it's hysterical. No wonder he's been in the NFL so long as a quarterback. With that neck, he has, he has almost a bird's eye view of the entire field playing football, playing quarterback. Mike Glennon, 16 for 25, 196 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Daniel Jones, before he gets clobbered on the goal line. He got clobbered, and I thought he was going to fall down trying to stumble back to the sideline. Dude had a concussion and a half. Daniel Jones, 5 for 13, 98 yards. Dak Prescott keeps rolling. 22 for 32, 302 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Zeke and Tony Pollard. Can we talk about how good of a one-two punch these guys are becoming? 185 yards combined between the two of them, both averaging over five yards of carry in this game. Zeke goes for a touchdown. It's one. It's 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 a top five one-two punch in the NFL. The only team I can think of now, and I'm I'm probably not thinking of all of them. I think the Browns are the only team right now that have a better one-two rushing attack than the Dallas Cowboys do right now, in Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I might be wrong. I might have to go back and look over that. I'm probably forgetting about some some teams, but. Uh, it's a a great one-two punch, and I think it's just going to benefit Dallas. Another thing in this game, Kadarius Toney, 189 yards on 10 receptions, is a dude. But he's not going to play for a while. And uh, obviously, arguably, the best DB in the game right now, Trayvon Diggs. That guy is an interception magnet. I believe he has six interceptions now. Yeah, six interceptions now. Through five games. People are comparing him to Deion Primetime. I don't know about all that. The kid is good. A kid can play. Micah Parsons is also a beast. But, once again, we are playing the hapless Giants. Next game, the Packers versus the Bengals. Packers win this in OT 25-22. to 22. I have never seen so many missed kicks in a single game until I watched the Monday, game, Monday night game last night between the Colts and the Ravens. These... Kickers could not buy a freaking field goal. Mason Crosby missed two field goals and an extra point. Evan McPherson didn't make a field goal all game. He was 0 for 2. He didn't make both of his extra points, but he didn't make a field goal. Mason Crosby misses two horrendous, not horrendous misses, but they were just deflating. No pun intended there, Tom. But he did hit the game-winning field goal. In OT. So, is all forgiven? Uh, I I don't know. Aaron Rodgers goes 27 for 39, 344 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Joe Burrow, Joey Football, 26 for 38, 281, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Jamar Chase, six receptions, 159 yards, and one touchdown. I think all that preseason talk about Jamar Chase not being able to catch balls, not being able to see the ball because it has – Two stripes, two white stripes in college, and it doesn't have any white stripes in the NFL. I think that's been shut down pretty well. Through the first five games, I think that's been shut down pretty well. 23 receptions, 456 yards, five touchdowns. Seventh in the league in yards receiving. Tied for second in the league with five touchdowns. Tied for third in the league with 19.8 yards per catch. I think he shut down people. I think he shut down people talking about him. And Devontae Adams, this dude is he, he, Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. 42 receptions, leads the NFL. 579 yards, leads the NFL. Only has two touchdowns, but 13.8 yards per catch. Best wide receiver in the NFL right now. Packers take this by three. Game-winning field goal by Mason Crosby. Pack, 4-1, and one, leading the NFC North. NFC North is getting a pulse, man. NFC North is getting a pulse. AFC North Cincinnati three and two, second place. That NFC North, I mean that AFC North and the NFC North, they're gonna be, they're gonna be interesting, interesting battles. Next game, we got the Detroit Lions, who their head coach apparently cries now on national TV, versus the Minnesota Vikings. Got to watch a little bit of this game. Kirkie Cousin twenty five for thirty four, two hundred seventy five yards, one touchdown, one interception. Alexander Madison one hundred thirteen yards on twenty five carries for the Vikes. I sure wish I had that guy in fantasy this week. Justin Jefferson, seven receptions, 124 yards. Oh, man. What are the Lions? 0-5. 0-5. Now we know why they got rid of Jared Goff. Now we know why they were fine with, with swapping Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff. 21 for 35, one interception, 203 yards for Jared Goff. DeAndre Swift only got 11 carries for 51 yards, He did one touchdown, so that wasn't too bad on my fantasy team. Have him on my fantasy. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, tight end, kind of just didn't get involved. And after the game, uh, what's what's Dan Campbell doing up there? Dan Campbell gets on the podium and just starts crying about how how hard I don't how hard they're playing, how hard they're trying, and the fact that they're still 0-5. <laughs> that guy. That guy is entertaining, man. I know a lot of that's probably being swept under the rug and not talked about because of the Urban Meyer situation from the two fingers from a couple of weeks ago and then the horrendous, excruciating, stupid emails by John Gruden that came out last night. But, uh, but yeah, Dan Dan Campbell <laughs> up there on the podium crying. Dude, it's only week five. <laughs> That guy that guy is going to – he's going to have some uh, some very clippable, quotable moments this year. Very clippable, quotable moments. Next game, Broncos versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Teddy Two Gloves, 24 for 38, 288 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Ben Roethlisberger, 15 for 25, 253 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Najee Harris was the man in this game. 23 carries, 122 yards, and one touchdown. For the Steelers. Chase Claypool, five receptions, 130 yards, one touchdown. Javante Williams, eight carries, 61 yards for the Broncos. Cortland Sutton. Every time that I turned around, I felt like Cortland Sutton was catching another pass in this game. Seven receptions, 120 yards, one touchdown. I had this game going while I had three or four other 1 o'clock start games going, so I was kind of watching all of them at once. And I feel like every time I turned around, I saw Cortland Sutton catch a pass. Ben didn't look... Big Ben didn't look like he was 107 years old in this game, which was astonishing. He only looked 95, which was great. Denver, the loss, moves to 3-2, and two, puts them in third. They're behind the Las Vegas Raiders, which <laughs> we'll talk about them when we get to them. Uh, they're 3-2, and two, tied for second right now in the AFC West. The AFC West is going to be a dog fight. What was that Dan Camp? Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was uh, – who kept saying the dog inside of him? It was Eagles, Eagles coach. Pittsburgh, they go up to two and three, still last, still last in the AFC North. They're not going to win that division. They're not going. They're not going to be a playoff team this year. Is this going to be the first year that Mike Tomlin ever has a losing season? Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season in Pittsburgh. Is this going to be the first year? I seem to think so. They can't rely on Najee Harris to do 122 yards every single game. And Ben, man, dude, retire, retire, man, retire. Retire, Ben. Do the world a favor and retire. Next game, we got the... Oh, my goodness. The battle. The battle for Florida. I guess this is the battle for Florida. There's two really crappy teams in Florida and one legit good team. The Miami Dolphins, 17. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 45. Tom Brady, 30 for 41, 411 yards, five touchdowns. Dude, there's something... In what is that avocado ice cream that he eats? Isn't that the type of ice cream he eats? Avocado ice cream or pistachio ice cream or something like that. This guy is older than Ben. and looks like he plays about 30 years younger than Big Ben. Brady just keeps doing it. Brady just keeps doing it. Mike Evans and Antonio Brown go over the century mark. 124 for Antonio Brown, two touchdowns. I had him on my bench. Oh, my God. I need somebody else to set my fantasy lineup because I can't do it, apparently. Mike Evans, five receptions, 113 yards, two touchdowns. Jacob Biscuit, the old Colts quarterback, two, 27 for 34, 275 yards, two touchdowns. Miami rushing, 30, you're not going to rush against Tampa Bay this year. 39 rushing yards for Miami. You're not going to rush against Tampa Bay this year. Tampa Bay's secondary has been banged up a little bit, so you can throw on them. And that's how you're gonna have to beat him. You're gonna have to outthrow him. Right now, you're gonna have to outthrow Tom Brady. Just to let you know, Tom Brady has Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Oh, and let me uh, let me throw this in. Gronkowski still hasn't played, so or hasn't played in a couple weeks. Good luck outthrowing those guys. <laughs> you're not you, you you're not gonna be able to rush on them. You're not gonna be able to run on them. Good luck trying to outthrow them. Good luck. <laughs> Miami moves to one and four. They're tied for last place in the AFC East with the New York Jets. Tampa is going to run away with this division, the NFC South. They're 4-1. and one. Carolina's 3-2. and two, New Orleans is 3-2. and two, Both tied for second. They're not even going to come close. Two of the NFC divisions this year are just going to be boat races. Tampa is going to boat race. I mean, they're, they're going to win this division by at least four games. The NFC South, Tampa has on lock, and the NFC East, Dallas has on lock. Neither one of those divisions are going to be close. Speaking of the NFC East and the NFC South, Saints, 33, Washington football game, 22. J- famous Jameis Winston, 15 for 30, 279 yards, and four touchdowns. How do you throw 15 passes in an NFL game and four of those are for touchdowns? How? how as, as a matter of fact, wait a second. No, 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 no. Okay. I thought one of I thought one of his interceptions was for a touchdown, but that was something else. So yeah, I mean he he threw he only completed eleven passes that weren't for a touchdown. <laughs> it's such a weird stat line. Taylor hinkey or Tyler Hinkey, however you say his name for Washington, twenty for forty one, two hundred forty eight yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. Washington is terrible. Washington is terrible. Alvin Kamara had seventy one yards and sixteen carries for New Orleans, one touchdown. Marquez, Callaway four receptions, 85 yards, two touchdowns. Ugh, man, I don't know what Washington's going to be this year. I-, I thought their defense was going to keep them in some games. But Tyler Hinkey is Taylor Hinkey. However you say his name, Mr. Heine- or Heineke. I'm sorry, not hinky Who am I thinking of? Taylor Heineke is terrible. <laughs> in that offense, they can't, they can't get anything going. Antonio Gibson, 20 carry, 60 yards, did have two touchdowns. But that's, like I said, the South... NFC South and the NFC East, Tampa's going to run away with one. Dallas is going to run away with the other. It's not even going to be close. It's not even going to be competitive. Speaking of the NFC South and the NFC East, another cross-divisional matchup here, Philadelphia Eagles 21, Carolina Panthers 18. This was an awful offensive game. Jalen Hurts, 22 for 36, 198 yards, no touchdowns. One interception. Jalen Hurts did have two rushing touchdowns. Can't throw the damn ball, though. Sam Darnold, 21 for 37. One touchdown, three interceptions. 177 yards. It's just that dog. We got that dog inside of him. Philadelphia Eagles got that dog. Got that dog inside of him. (laughs) Uh, Philadelphia's head coach said that about 37 times in his post-game press conference. Philadelphia moves to two and three on the season in third place in the East. tied for second, I guess, in the NFC East. Carolina three and two. Tied for second in the NFC South. This is gonna work itself out, guys. Carolina, Philadelphia, they're not gonna be. Unless Philadelphia trades for Deshaun Watson, they're not gonna be in the playoffs talk. Next game we got the Tennessee Mike Vrabel. Derrick Henry Stiff Arm 130 yard three touchdown Titans. Versus the Jacksonville, just grind, Jaguars. Ryan Tannehill, 14 for 22, 197 yards, one touchdown. Trevor Lawrence, 23 for 33, 273 yards, one touchdown, one interception. James Robinson, James Robinson for Jacksonville. 18 carries, 149 yards, one touchdown. Jags move to 0-5. <laughs> There's no way Irvin makes it. There's no way Irvin makes it the entire season. This is an absolute joke. Absolute joke. He doesn't look like he wants to be there. He doesn't look like he's motivated. I mean, it, the te- it, it seems like he's lost the locker room. The team doesn't seem to be rallying around him. There's no way he makes it, right? Right? There's no way he makes it the entire season. Derrick Henry, 29 carries, 130 yards, three touchdowns. Titans move to 3-2. and two. They're leading probably the worst division in the entire NFL. The AFC South is the worst division in the NFL. Houston, god-awful. Indianapolis, god-awful. Jacksonville Jaguars, 0-5. And worse than the god-awful Houston Texans and Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> this division is off. Uh, there might be a college team. if you could If you could form a college team of college all-stars and put them in this division, I think they could win one or two games. <laughs> This this division is terrible. It's the worst. It's the worst in football. Titans win. The Pats. Talking about one of the worst teams in the NFL. The New England Patriots, 25. Houston Texans, 22. This was a really dull weekend. I mean, a lot of these games were close, but none of them were terribly exciting other than outside of maybe three or four. It was a real weird weekend. Also, all the kickers this weekend... Just forgot how to kick. We had more missed extra points this weekend than ever in the history of the NFL. Now, I know they just moved the extra point back a couple years ago, so every other year before that kind of gets thrown out of the window because it doesn't count. But still, they had something like 13 missed extra points this weekend. It's crazy. Mac Jones, 23 for 30, 231 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Damian Harris, 14 carries, 58 yards, one touchdown. Davis Mills, who is the general, he's the general Mills out there for Houston. 20, Twenty-one for twenty-nine, three hundred twelve yards, three touchdowns. Played a pretty damn good game. Best game of his career, especially in the NFL. Chris Moore, five receptions, one hundred nine yards, one touchdown. Mark Ingram the third, sixteen carries, forty-one yards, no touchdowns. England moves to two. New England moves to two and three. Second place in that division behind. Buffalo Bills, who might be the best football team in the NFL right now. Houston moves to 1-4. and four. They're tied for second place. They're tied for second place in the AFC South. <laughs> that division's terrible. That division's so bad. At some point, the AFC South is going to have to play each other, and it's just going to make for a calamity of errors. Next game, we got the Bears versus the Raiders. Despite the Raiders only scoring nine points this week, that was not the worst thing that's happened. Justin Fields, 12 for 22, 111 yards, one touchdown. Didn't look great, didn't look bad. Looked like a rookie quarterback. The Bears are starting to look a little bit better with their defense. Uh, Khalil Herbert. Should have rumble outside. 18 carries, 75 yards, no touchdowns. Damian Williams, 16 carries, 64 yards, one touchdown. Derek Carr, 22 for 35, 206 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. My early expectations of Derek Carr being able to be the MVP candidate kind of got derailed with this one. Kind of got derailed. 206 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. This is like two bad games in a row from Derek Carr and the Raiders. They're 0-2 in the last two. Derek Carr's only thrown 196 yards last week versus the Chargers, 206 yards this week versus the Bears. He's had two touchdowns over those two games and two interceptions over those two games. And I don't think it's going to get any better here, folks. We all know what's going on with Gruden. Gruden's gone. I don't know how many other dominoes are going to fall from this whole email gate, Gruden gate thing. But it's it's not looking good. It's not looking good. The Raiders started off hot 3-0. and I don't think they're going to get better. They might. They might prove me wrong. They might get better. And like get a lot better. I don't know, but I just feel like when you lose a head coach like that and a scandal like that, there's only two ways this is gonna go. They're either gonna get extremely bad and lose a lot more games, or that team is gonna rally around each other and rally around their assistant coach and just start obliterating people. I think those are the only two ways this is gonna go, and I don't I don't see them going the obliterating role. Not in that division. Las Vegas moves to 3-2, tied for second with Denver for second in the AFC West. Chicago moves to 3-2 after the win. Moves into Seoul, second place behind the Green Bay Packers, who are 4-1. Next game, oh my god! Next game, Browns 42, Chargers 47. This was the biggest BS Play or not, uh, the play calling was bad in the fourth quarter, yeah, but the penalties in the fourth quarter that defensive pass interference penalty ridiculous, horrible, horrendous, embarrassing, shameful. Cleveland becomes the first team ever to score 40 plus points, 400 yards of offense, no turnovers, and lose the game. They didn't lose this game. They didn't have great play calling the fourth quarter, I'll give you that. That penalty, there's gotta be something done. There's gotta be something done with some of these penalties that are getting thrown in the NFL, or not thrown, or miscalled. It's embarrassing. And when they're deciding games like this, oh god, it's just a it's it's bad. It's bad for the brand. Baker Mayfield, 23 for 32, 305 yards, two touchdowns, Nick Chubb, 21 carries, 161 yards, one touchdown, Kareem Hunt. 12 carries, 61 yards, 2 touchdowns. David Njoku, 7 receptions, 149 yards, 1 touchdown. David Njoku had 7 targets in this game. 7 targets. That's more targets than I believe he had the combined all year. I think he had 7 targets all year going into this game, and he had 7 this game. A lot of rumbling about OBJ not being a part of the Browns offense going forward. I think there's a lot of misinformation about obj and baker not getting along i don't think there's anything to that i think it's all bs reporting crap but i do think there is a serious talk that needs to be had about the browns possibly shopping obj to get something else out of obj because it's pretty obvious through five weeks of the season he's not really a part of this offense right now right now he's not he's only played in three games they've targeted him a bunch They've targeted him almost 20 times, but he only has nine catches. I think I I really think the Browns shop OBJ. The Browns have a roster right now that can compete in the AFC. I think they shop him. I think they shop him. With the loss, Cleveland moves to three and two. They're tied for second in the AFC North. I think they'll finish they'll they'll finish second in that division. Maybe first. They might beat out Baltimore. With the win, AFC West. Uh, Los Angeles moves to four and one, sorry. Four-and-one. It's the Browns, Baltimore, Los Angeles, and Buffalo. Those are your top four teams right now in the AFC. Top four teams right now in the AFC. Next game we got the Forty ers versus the Arizona. Cardinals. Trey Lance, 15 for 29, 192 yards, one interception. Kyler Murray, man, Kyler Murray has this team pumping. 22 for 31, 239 yards, one touchdown. Rondell Moore, three carries for 38 yards. James Conner, 10 carries for 29 yards. DeAndre Hopkins, six receptions, 81, 87 yards, and a touchdown. I was listening to an interview today with Matt Pratter. Out in uh, out in Arizona, talking about the culture that Cliff Kingsbury, Cliff, he has a tongue twister. Cliff Kingsbury has installed out there with Arizona, and he said it's a very professional, laid back atmosphere. He said they let their players go on, do their thing, get better. JJ Watt out there helping them out. Is, Ari- is Arizona for real? Are they going to hang around? Are they going to hang around until this uh, until this is decided? Are they going to battle the Rams for the NFC West? They're in first place right now. They're undefeated. They're 5-0. and 157 points for. It's the best in the NFC West. The best of the West. that would be interesting to see. Interesting to keep their eyes on. Next up. The biggest, most exciting game for me this weekend. Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chefs. This game didn't end until Oh, oh let, let me get to this. Let me get to the. Let me get let me get this out of the way. So there was a rain delay, weather delay during this game. Like an hour and a half maybe at halftime? An hour and a half maybe at halftime? And they're talking about the away team, the away dressing room, the Buffalo Bills dressing room, how small it was. And how hot it was. And how the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches had too much peanut butter on them. Now, the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, that's probably the training staff of the Bills, so a boo on them. But why? Why Why does the NFL have crappy away locker rooms in 2021? I understand back in the day, in the 50s, 60s, maybe even the 70s, there was all these mind games being played where they would give the away locker room a crappy, small, hot locker room just to try to throw them off their game. Yeah, whatever. That's, it was a different era. It's a different era back then. Why in today's day and age do we have away locker rooms that are as crappy as the Chiefs have? Why is that? It was so hot and so cramped in the Bills locker room at halftime, we saw linemen laying out in the tunnel just so they could stretch out and cool off. What? Uh, what? This is the NFL. It's supposed to be one of the premier leagues in the entire world. Why do we have away locker rooms that are this crappy? This is ridiculous. Josh Allen, 15 for 26, three touchdowns, 315 yards. Dawson Knox, three receptions, 117 yards, one touchdown. Patrick Mahomes continues a mediocre start to the season. It's a long season, guys. It's 17 games. We're five weeks into it. But Mahomes... Kind of, kind of, sort of mediocre. Still chunking a lot of touchdowns. Adding in those interceptions, though, this year. For sure adding in those interceptions this year. Also, what's going to hurt the Bills? I mean, I'm sorry, the Chiefs? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire goes in the injured reserve today. Patty Holmes, 33 for 54. 272 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He was their leading rusher with 61 yards on eight carries. Uh, Tyreek Hill. It has been very hit or miss this year. Tyreek Hill is turning into Deshaun Jackson. If you guys remember what Deshaun Jackson was in Philadelphia, Deshaun Jackson would have a game like Tyreek Hill did in his first game, 197 yards, 11 receptions, one touchdown. And then he'd have two games like Tyreek Hill has had, 14 yards, 56 yards, no touchdowns, eight eight receptions combined. And then he'd have a game like Tyreek Hill had last week, at Philadelphia, 11 receptions on 12 targets, 187 yards, and three touchdowns. And then he'd have a game like Tyreek Hill had this weekend. 63 yards and seven receptions, no touchdowns. Is that is that what Tyreek Hill is becoming? Is Tyreek Hill becoming the new Deshaun Jackson? Chiefs lose this by 18, and the Chiefs are still in last place in the AFC West. 17-game season, but they're in last place right now. Two back of Los Angeles in the loss column. Buffalo Bills taking command of that AFC East, 4-1, and leading, leading the division 4-1 and Buffalo Bills. Let's get to the Monday night game, which was arguably the most boring NFL game I've ever seen in the first half. In the first half, it was 10-3 to Colts, and it was a snoozer. I was so bored. I, could, I, I almost couldn't stay awake. And then in the second half, Baltimore scores 22 unanswered points. It was 22 to six, or two, I'm sorry, it was 22 to three at one point. And Baltimore comes back and scores 22 unanswered points. They win it in overtime. Man, the Colts just shut down. The Colts just shut down. I, I was, you know, when the when the Colts went up big in the second half, I was like, ah, you know, it's okay. On once again. Colts defense, thanks for screwing me on Monday night in fantasy. I needed like 12 points for you to win. You ended up with negative three, you jerks. At one point, you had it. At one point, you had it, and you just blew it. That second half destroyed. Destroyed me. Carson Wentz, 25 for 35, 402 yards, two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor, 15 carries, 53 yards, one touchdown. Jonathan Taylor, three receptions, 116 yards. He got the majority of that on one little screen pass, 76 yards, one touchdown. Lamar Jackson, 442 passing yards and 62 rushing yards. He went for over 500 all-purpose yards, four touchdowns, 37 for 43. Mark Andrews, 11 receptions for 147 yards. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, nine receptions, 125 yards. Both Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown caught a pair of touchdowns. Oh, man, Lamar Jackson is one of the most fun NFL players to watch. He is so dynamic. He is so dynamic. And he didn't get going until the second half, and he put up over 500 all-purpose yards. Uh, He is one of the most enjoyable. I I tell you, the older generation, not older, but like me, mid-30s, if anybody remembers watching Mike Vick play, that's, that's who our Lamar Jackson reminds me of, how dynamic he is. And Mark Jackson's a better passer than Vic ever dreamed of being. Lamar Jackson can make plays with his feet, but his primary weapon is his arm. Vic was different. Vic's primary weapon was his legs, and he could make plays with his arms when he needed. Lamar Jackson is a better passing Vic, and he is so much fun to watch. So much fun to watch. Baltimore moves to 4-1. and one. They're leading that AFC North division right now. Cincinnati and Cleveland are tied for second. I think Cleveland will compete for that. Cincinnati, I don't know. We'll see what Joe Burrow is in a full season. Indy moves to 1-4. I don't know I don't know what Tommy Two Sprains is going to do. His ankle's still sprained. He looked good at some points. He looked crappy at some points. He threw for over 402 yards. So, I, you know, what's that division race going to be? Is anybody gonna be able to compete with Tennessee? That's the last game of the week. Let's go ahead and uh, uh, the Monday night games, guys, are terrible without the manning cast. I'll just go out there and put that. I'll go out there and put that right now. The Manning Casts. The Monday night games without the Manning Cast are terrible. I I gotta have I gotta have the Manning Cast back. Let's go ahead and preview week six of the NFL. I believe This, yeah, so we do have the first round of buys. This is the week where the first round of buys start. Falcons, Saints, Jets, and the Niners all on buy this week. Check your fantasy team, guys. Check your fantasy teams. Thursday night game. We got the Buck. Oh, wait. uh, can Can I address something with the Thursday night games? NFL Network here. NFL Network. I know you're not listening here. But why is the NFL Network only available on DirecTV and maybe Comcast? Why is it not available on AT&T? AT&T owns DirecTV now. I can't even purchase the NFL Network if I wanted to, because AT&T doesn't offer it, even though AT&T owns DirecTV now. How can you be the biggest brand in sports in North America and one of the top leagues in the entire globe, and your channel isn't available for purchase on every single cable provider? I understand it might not be free. It might not come with your basic cable. But why is it not at least available to purchase on AT&T? That's absurd. That's absolutely absurd. So the Thursday night game, AT&T customers, even if you wanted to watch it, even if you wanted to purchase it, you cannot do it. So watch it, listen to it in all your nefarious ways, however you get it. Bucks. They travel to Philadelphia, take on the Eagles. Uh, Tampa right now is a 7-point favorite. Give me the bucks and give me the points. Give me the bucks and give me the points. I think they roll. Cowboys, 4 o'clock game. God, we got another 9 o'clock Tampa. I mean, uh, another 9 o'clock London game. Uh, 425, Cowboys travel to Foxborough to take on the Pats. Give me the Cowboys. Cowboys are a 4-point favorite. Give me the Cowboys and give me the points. Cowboys are rolling right now. Cowboys have one of the top five offenses in the NFL, and their defense is looking pretty damn good with Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. Looking, looking pretty damn good. Next, the 9:30 a.m. game in London that nobody is gonna watch: Ab- the Dolphins versus the Jags. They're one, they're a combined one and nine. Who's gonna watch? This is the product that we're sending overseas to try to get fans to get interested in the NFL. A combined one and nine Dolphins Jags game. Oh, my God. Uh, Miami's favored by three and a half. Give me Miami. The Jags aren't going to win anything this year. Urban is going to be fired before week 12. This is a real grinded out game. Real grinded out game. One, two, three, grind. One o'clock game. Packs and Bears. Oh, this will be interesting. This will be interesting. In Soldier Field traveling to Chicago. Green Bay is a four and a half point favorite. Pack are going to win this game. But give me the Bears and the points if you're a betting man. Give me the Bears and the points. I think they keep this one close. Justin Fields is looking like he's getting into a groove. The Bears look like they might be coming around. That team looks like a pulse now that Matt Nagy is not the uh, the offensive play caller. I think the Bears keep it close. Pack win. Pack go to five and one. Bears keep it within four and a half. Next one o'clock game: the Bengals versus the Crybaby Lions. Uh, Cincinnati right now is favored by three and a half. Over-under, Dan Campbell crying for a minute and a half after they lose this game. I'm going to go over. I think Dan Campbell cries longer than a minute and a half in his post-game press conference after they lose to Joey Football and the Bengals. Cincinnati, three-and-a-half point favorite, going to Detroit. Give me the Bengals. Give me Joey Football. Lions don't win their first game this week. Texans versus the Colts. Combined two and eight. This is in Indy. Colts are favored by 9.5. Holy moly, that's a large number. Wow. That's a large number. Colts are going to win this. Don't get me wrong. Tommy Two Sprains is going to win this game. But 9.5, that's a big number, man. That's a big number. If you're a bet man, Texans, give me the Texans and the points. Colts win this game. But give me the Texans and the points if you're a betting man. Rams travel to East Rutherford, New Jersey. Rams a ten-and-a-half point favorite against the Giants. Give me the Rams and the Rams cover. The Giants are god-awful. The Giants are god-awful. They're going to be without their quarterback. They're going to be without their starting running back. They're going to be without their number one wide receiver. The Giants might not score ten points in this game. The Giants might not score 10 points in this game. Give me the Rams. Give me the Rams and the Rams cover. Chiefs travel to Washington to play the Washington football teams. Chiefs are a seven-point favorite. The over-under is 55.5. Give me the Chiefs. The Chiefs cover, and they're going to go over. The over-under of 55.5, it's over. I think this is a game where Tyreek Hill breaks out. He hadn't done good last game. He's going to do good this game. I'm telling you, he's on Jackson. He will not have two games in a row this year where he does great. Give me the Chiefs on the road to get to 500. <laughs> Give me the Chiefs, they cover the 7, and they go over the 55.5. Next 1 o'clock game, Vikings at Panthers. Vikings are only a one-point favorite on the road. Oh, man, this is tough. This is tough. Usually in a pick em game, I go with the home team. And I will not be doing that this time. Give me the give me the Vikes in the road. Give me the Vikes in the road. Kirk Cousins, Alexander Madison, Justin Jefferson, they get the job done. They get the job done versus the character from uh, Futurama playing quarterback there against the Panthers. Next one o'clock game, Chargers Ravens. Oh God, this should be great. This should be a great game, Chargers and Raiders. Two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL to do it right now. Chargers, Raiders, Chargers four and one, Ravens four and one. I think I said Raiders. Chargers four and one, Ravens four and one. Baltimore is favored by three. Justin Herbert versus Lamar Jackson. This is going to be a great game. I can't wait to sit back and watch. The over/under right now is at fifty-one and a half. Give me the over. Baltimore is a three-point favorite. Baltimore to win outright. Chargers. Give me Chargers in the points. Chargers lose, but by less than three. Give me the Rams. I think the Rams win this. This is going to be a great This is my must-watch game of the week right here. This is my must-watch game of the week. 4 o'clock game. This is perfect timing. Perfect timing. Cardinals and Browns. This should be a great match as well. Your 1 o'clock game, must-watch, Chargers-Ravens. 4 o'clock game, must-watch, has to be Cardinals-Browns. In Cleveland. Cleveland's favored by 2.5 right here. Over-under is at 15.5. Give me Cleveland at home. Give me Cleveland at home because I think they're still pissed from that BS penalty call that lost them the game this past week. Give me Cleveland at home. They beat the Cardinals. They give the Cardinals their first loss. Next game, Raiders on the road at the Bronco. Denver's only a a three-and-a-half-point favorite here. Give me Broncos. Give me the over. There is so much tumultuous stuff going on right now in Vegas with the Raiders and with with, uh, Gruden getting fired, all the emails and everything. I have zero confidence that the Raiders are going to get this together, get it turned around, and get Derek Carr and that team ready to take on the Broncos by Sunday at 4 o'clock. Give me the Broncos at home. Seahawks travel to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and face the Steelers. Geno Smith at quarterback, baby. What's old Geno going to do? Oh, man. Give me the Steelers, I guess, because I have more faith in Najee Harris. Then I do whoever the Seahawks are going to roll out there. Unless Chris Carson plays. Unless Chris Carson plays. I don't know what his neck's going to do. I thought he had like a broken neck or something. Give me the Steelers at home. Unless Chris Carson plays. If Chris Carson plays, give me the uh, Seahawks on the road maybe. I don't know. Your Monday night game with no Manning cast again. I believe this is the last week that we do not have a Manning cast, I think. I could be wrong. I need to look that back up. But I think this will be the last week that we do not have a Manning cast. Thank God. Manning cast is the best thing the NFL has done in years. Bills at the Titans. Bills in the road. Bills favored by 5.5. Give me the Bills. Bills take it. Titans move to 3-3. Three and three. Bills move to 5-1. and one. And the Bills cement their place as the best AFC team this week. Mark it here cement themselves. That's it guys. That's all the games we have. That's the preview. That's the preview. The book is closed. Everything's in the book. We're throwing the book out the window. We're lighting the book on fire. Thanks for stopping by. We'll have another podcast next week. We'll do the NCAA football stuff and we'll do the NFL stuff just like we do every week. Thank you very much for listening and see y'all later.